At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can always hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S C O T T S O N A I R. I tweeted this out and got a lot of reaction, and I guess a lot of people mostly were not happy with my tweets, but. Um, <laughs> Why? I mean, I know why they did it, but this year and last year, the seventh seeds in the NFL playoffs, 0-4 straight up, 1-3 against the spread. The only team that covered was the Bills, uh, the, the, the Colts against the Bills last year. Did the NFL really need to expand the playoffs? Like, are these seventh seeds, like the Eagles and the Steelers? Those were not playoff teams. They didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. Playoffs? Both of those teams had no chance in their games. And don't even get me started on the sharp money coming in and moving the lines. I mean, there was some, there was there must have been some syndicate that came into town here and decided to dump their life savings on the Philadelphia Eagles, thinking that that was a smart play. Because everybody moved, the lines moved on the Eagles. And I sat here going, huh? Huh? What sort of voodoo is this? It was a gift, that line movement. An absolute gift. To get the Bucks lower now, the Eagles never stood a chance in that game. And the Bucks closed as a touchdown favorite. Oh, my goodness. They never stood a chance. Rookie quarterbacks now. No, not rookies, but just quarterbacks making their playoff debut against a quarterback with playoff experience since 2004, 17-31-1, excuse me, 17-37-1 against the spread. 17-37-1 ATS since 2004. I mean, come on. 
the Eagles. Money coming in on the Eagles, please. Pretty sure money was also coming in on the Pittsburgh Steelers, but we all saw how that one played out. Anyway, I don't think that these teams even deserve to be in the playoffs. They were auto bets for me. My favorite bet of the weekend, we talked about it. Didn't even need to do it, but it was the two-team teaser between the Bucks and the Chiefs. And yes, there was people that were critical of that on Twitter saying, you don't, why tease the Chiefs down from 12 and a half? Yeah, I get it. You didn't even need to. Chiefs were going to cover that anyway. But I was like, cool, take it. And then my favorite bet of the weekend was the Chiefs in the first half, which was such an unnecessary sweat. It did cover because the Chiefs got the late touchdown. But the fact that it was even a, a sweat because of a wildcat play that the handoff was botched that led to a scoop and score for T.J. Watt, the only offense for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the first half, he had more yards. The Steelers had more yards on T.J. Watt's fumble return and on their tipped interception return than their offense actually did in the first half. It was just embarrassing looking at that box score, thinking that it was such a, like, like how that was a sweat. I couldn't believe it. But it came through, best bet of the weekend, cashed with the Chiefs in the first half. So now we try and look forward and we think about how these teams are going to fare in the divisional round. And looking at the Kansas City Chiefs, I think that that was an important statement that they made here against the Pittsburgh Steelers because the Bills were riding a high momentum from their victory over the uh, New England Patriots. And a lot of people high on the Bills. Me, not so much. I think we're going to see the Kansas City Chiefs beat them again here at home in the playoffs. And as far as the Bengals and the Titans go, well, I think the Titans are just too physical of a team for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I'm, I was very impressed with what they did against the Raiders. I liked them against the Raiders. I didn't really want to touch that game. I just, you know, I, I bet Joe Mixon's over rushing yards, and he didn't even, he didn't sniff it. And that was very interesting to me why they didn't run the ball as much as they did. The last time they played the Raiders, Joe Mixon had 30 carries. And in this game, he only had 17 for 48. They actually ran the ball with Jamar Chase, who was very successful running the ball. He had three carries for 23 yards. But Joe Burrow was able to Make some nice plays passing. But the Raiders' defense was able to keep them in it in the first half. I mean, the Bengals really could have run away with that game if not for the Raider defense holding them to field goals. And so I just don't think that field goals are going to do it against the Tennessee Titans. Not on the road in Nashville. Just don't see it. And then as for the 49ers against the Packers, nice win for the 49ers, but I think that game was more about the Cowboys losing it and terrible coaching decisions and terrible penalties. And I think that that was a Cowboy loss more so than a 49er win because I do think that Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo tried to keep the Cowboys in this game. And now, 
moving forward in Lambeau against Aaron Rodgers, it's just not going to happen. But before we get to the divisional round of the playoffs, we still have one more game to close out wild card weekend, and it is the Arizona Cardinals and the LA Rams round three. We've seen these teams play twice already in the regular season. Currently, the Rams are a three and a half point favorite, total of 49. And, you know, looking at the two games that these two teams played earlier this season, the Rams uh, losing the first one at home, 37 to 20. So Kyler Murray comes in there, throws for 268 yards and two touchdowns. Chase Edmonds rushes the ball for 120 yards, and they were able to pick off Matt Stafford one time and blow them out 37 to 20. And that was a game that really the Rams just were never in it. There was a turnover on a fumble, which was huge. But then they they had opportunities even after that, the Rams did, to make things happen. So the Rams start the game. They're up 3-0. They hold uh, Arizona to a punt. Then Matt Stafford throws an interception. That leads to a touchdown. Rams answer with a touchdown. Cardinals answer with a touchdown. It's 14-10 Arizona. And on the first play from scrimmage, Sony Michelle fumbles. The Cardinals convert that into a touchdown. It's now 21 to 10. But even after that, the Rams had opportunities and they were unable to get anything done. They go into the half down 24-13. They miss a field goal in the second half. Arizona responds with a touchdown. It's now 34-13. Then they go for it on a fourth down, which you have to do down at that point. But instead of converting from the goal line and making it a 34-20 game, you don't get it on fourth down. Cardinals go all the way down the field, get a field goal. It's now 37-13. Game's over. 37-20 final. Cardinals dominated that performance. Then the two teams played again. This time in Arizona. And it was a different story. Matt Stafford did not throw an interception. They did not lose the football. They were able to get to Kyler Murray and force him to make the mistakes. Stafford threw for 287 yards, three touchdowns. Sony Michelle had 20 carries for 79 yards. But more importantly, Kyler Murray, two interceptions. In that game. And it started out. Kind of the opposite. Actually. It was like the exact opposite. Of how the first game went. Because. The Cardinals started out with the 3-0 lead. Then they threw. An interception. So it was their turnover. That led to a Rams touchdown. Then they go back and forth. This is a 13-13 game at the half. But in the second half, the Rams score a touchdown. Kyler Murray throws an interception. The Rams score another touchdown. A 13-13 game became a 27-13 game. Then it was the Cardinals who got down into the red zone and turned the football over on downs. 
couple of field goals exchanged from both teams, and that's all she wrote. Rams win 30-23. to So both games were kind of similar, just flipping the script. How does game three or round three play out between both of these teams? We'll get into that coming up next. Dive a little further into this rivalry between the Rams and the Cardinals and see who is going to Tampa next week to play against Tom Brady and the Bucs. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcasts. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vsin.com slash podcasts and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. And we have one more game to wrap up. The wild card weekend in the NFL. It is the Rams at home against the Cardinals. And the Rams are a slight favorite in this one at three and a half. The money line is minus 190. Cardinals on the money line plus 160 with a total of 49. At first glance, I like the over. I mean, the last time both of these teams played, the total's going over. Right? We're seeing into the 50s. Uh, I think that's what we get again between these two teams. I really do. And here's what I think the question comes down to is, do you believe in Kyler Murray playing in this atmosphere with this on the line? Uh, Arizona has really struggled coming in here. They've lost four of their last five games. Um, 
Arizona certainly um, is capable of putting up a ton of points. Kyler Murray, last time he played, made some mistakes. I don't think he'll make the same mistakes in this game. I think he'll play a much cleaner game. I could see him trying to do too much, though, and trying to utilize his legs and really make the plays himself here against the Rams. The other question is, can the Rams handle the pressure? And what I mean by that is that this team is all in. This Rams team is arguably the most talented group that they've had. It's the most Super Bowl-ready team that they've had. This is the reason why they brought in Matthew Stafford is because even though Jared Goff got them to a Super Bowl, they felt that a playmaking quarterback like Matthew Stafford would put them over the top. This is why you went out and you made that trade. You signed a guy like Odell Beckham Jr., who has had to play a bigger role with the injury of Robert Woods, but you bring in a guy of his caliber because he makes the place. You bring in Von Miller to go along with Aaron Donald on that defense to get after the quarterback and to put pressure on the opposing team's line. I mean, this is as stacked a team as you're going to find. It comes down to who's going to make the play. Who's going to make the play that is going to signify, that is going to change this game? Is it going to be, is it going to be J.J. Watt returning from his uh, injury? Making a big play on defense? He is expected to play. Maybe he makes a big-time play in a pass-rush spot here. Will it be Kyler Murray running the football? Or will Matt Stafford throw another bad interception, something that has plagued him all season long? Because it's not just the interceptions that he's thrown. It's the interceptions that he's thrown that have led to touchdowns for the opposing team. It's been wild. Matt Stafford just throwing pick sixes. I lean Rams at home, but this, to me, is the ultimate coin flip. I'm most confident in playing the over in this game. Because even though I do think that both of these teams will play this game tight, I think as the game moves on, it opens up. Plays are made down the field. Kyler Murray hits a couple of big plays. 
Matthew Stafford takes a couple of deep shots down the field. There will be points in this game. The first matchup, 37-20 to 20 for a total of 57. The second matchup, 30-23 to 23 for a total of 53. This total is only at 49. And I understand it's a playoff game. And the playoff games are tightly contested. I get it. But I think this game goes over the posted total of 49. And that's the one play that I'm most confident in for this game. Because honestly, I would not be surprised by either team winning. If you told me Arizona goes into L.A. and upsets them, okay, that's exactly what we saw earlier this season. I'm not surprised by that. Divisional opponents, it's it's always a coin flip. It's always a coin flip, divisional opponents. Here is something, though, and we talked about this with the... Um, the Steve Mackinan article. It didn't work out for the Patriots, but in 14 wild card matchups between division rivals since 2003, the road teams, 11 and 3 ATS. Now it's 15 wild card games and it's 11 and 4 ATS. But here's what's most interesting forget about the ATS numbers here. Eight and seven now straight up the road teams. So it's not so much of an advantage there, but they have um, done well. Patriots did not do well. Does that mean that the trend now holds true and it's the Cardinals that do well? But then again, you have the quarterbacks making their, making their, Playoff debut. And we know the numbers. And I gave it out. As I said earlier. Quarterbacks making their playoff debut. Against a quarterback. That has had playoff experience. 17-37-1 ATS. 17 17- 37 and 1 ATS. And what does it mean? It's not like this is the Jalen Hurts against Tom Brady matchup because that was clearly a mismatch of teams, uh, you know, quarterbacks in different spots here. But this is Kyler Murray in his first playoff go around. Against Matt Stafford, who is 0-3 in the playoffs. 0-3. He has been in the playoffs three times, and he's 0-3. Granted, the Detroit Lions. (laughs) But anyway, so Stafford gets another chance here in the postseason. And again, it's the pressure because this is why the Rams brought him in to bring them over the hump. Honestly, 
I am just much more confident in playing the over in this game. And I, I'm going to say that this is just like the other two games that we've seen. 30-24 to 24 final. 31-24, 30-26, something like that. It's going to be played into the 50s. The fact that I'm looking up on DraftKings and I see a 49 on the board, that is the play. Over in the Cardinals and the Rams. And then the winner will go to Tampa and lose next week to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because <laughs> Tampa is just going to be so good at home. And it's going to set up Tampa and Green Bay, in my opinion, a rematch of last year's NFC Championship game in Lambeau Field. This time, won by the Packers. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all-new Big Game Big Dance special provides VSIM plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now and get our daily best bets emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming Big Game and College Troops betting guides, plus full access to vsim.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Visit vcin.com slash big deal to sign up today. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. Going over the future odds right now for the NFL to win the Super Bowl. The Packers are your favorite at plus 380. Chiefs plus 400. Bills and Bucks are plus 500. Titans plus 850. Then the Rams at plus 1,000, followed by the 49ers plus 1,100, Bengals plus 1,300, and Cardinals plus 2,500. Let's welcome in now a good friend of the program. He is a sports betting analyst, a Kavisin contributor, and host of the Wide World of Wine Garden, available wherever you get your podcasts from. He is Jason Winegarden on Twitter, at Spreadopedia. And Jason, what was your biggest takeaway from the NFL's super wild card weekend. Biggest takeaway from this weekend that the uh, the expansion has diluted the quality of the, the playoff games. Amen. Amen. Both the seventh seeds stood no chance in their respective games. In fact, the past two seasons, the seven seeds are 0-4 and just 1-3 and against the spread. So I'm right there with you. And I didn't really buy the money that was coming in on the Philadelphia Eagles steaming that line down against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not sure what you made of that line movement, but I thought it was a gift getting the Bucs down to a field goal. I mean, excuse me, down to a touchdown. I was surprised that 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 much money came in on them. I thought maybe it had something to do with the weather, Mm -hmm. but... I thought it was possible that Philadelphia could win the game. Obviously, that got extinguished very quick. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what everyone was thinking. That was uh, that was not not a very competitive game at all. 
Yeah, we saw a bunch of non-competitive games uh, here in this wild card weekend. And now you try and uh, figure out how this one's going to play out tonight between the Rams and the Cardinals. Uh, I'm hoping that we get a competitive game, Jason. I don't know which side to pick. All I know is that I'm going to go with the over the posted total as both of the matchups from earlier this season eclipsed this total of 49 for tonight. What's your lean? Uh, I like I like the Cardinals to cover. Uh, I think the Rams <clears throat> the Rams are in a good position to to win the game, but to to cover I don't necessarily think so. Um, not with a depleted defensive backfield like they have. Um, no starting safeties uh, down to just Jalen Jalen Ramsey from the original starting backfield is not not a great situation for any playoff team. Do you think either of these teams? has a chance to upset the Bucks next week in Tampa. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think both. I, I thought I thought Kansas City was vulnerable this week. I was obviously, obviously absolutely wrong um, thinking that the Steelers could beat them. But I think the Bills could knock off the Chiefs. Uh, I don't think that's crazy. And I think if this line, it's already two and a half, but if it, if it pops out to plus three, I would be very, very happy to take the Bills plus three points here. What about the Cardinals or the Rams winner going into Tampa? I'd, I'd probably, uh, I'd probably take take the dog. Uh, I'm big, I'm big on the Rams. Uh, I'm, I'm actually wearing a uh, Rams hoodie right now. I'm going to the, I'm going to the game tomorrow, so uh, very excited. I hope the Rams win. I think they can beat. Uh, I think they can beat the Bucks. I think they can go to the Super Bowl. Cardinals, I'm not so sure about, but. Uh, I think the Rams are in a good position to make a run. I think and, uh, they survived their defensive backfield injuries this weekend. Do you then find good value on them to win the NFC at plus 650 when you consider that they're favorites in this game? And should they win, they'll be small underdogs in both the game in Tampa and then likely in Lambeau Field? I would all right, Jason, your phone's cutting out there, so we'll try and get back uh, Jason Weingarten on the program. Uh, he likes the uh, the Rams. And you know what's interesting? Because I, I actually talked about the Rams a couple of weeks ago as the team that maybe has the value in the futures market because of their ability to play on defense with the stars that they have. And what I was really impressed with over you know the second half of the season and I'll ask Jason if this is uh, something that he uh, agrees with. I was really impressed with the emergence of Sony Michelle, and the Rams became a more balanced team as the season went along with the emergence of Sony Michelle. And we know that Matt Stafford and this Rams offense is best when they are running the football efficiently and they are able to utilize the play action. And if they can establish the run, whether it's with Sony Michelle or Cam Akers, who has come back from his injury, and that play action pass opens up, that's when you take the shots downfield to Cooper Cup. That's when you make the big plays. And that's how I think the Rams are successful against any team that they play against. But at plus 650 to win the NFC, I mean, you have to start to think about mathematically what that means 
and if that's a good enough value. First off, you're starting with them as a minus 190 favorite over the Rams. Uh, excuse me, over the Cardinals. And, and Jason, I was just talking about the Rams and, and kind of echoing uh, your your enthusiasm over them. And to me, I, I was saying what impressed me the most the second half of the season for them was the emergence of Sony Michelle and a much more balanced approach to their offense. And I think that if that I think that is the recipe for them to be successful going on the road is whether it's Sony Michelle or Cam Akers returning from his injury, having that run first approach to then open up that play action game, I think that's how they can be successful on the road against Tampa and against Green Bay. Absolutely. And you you mentioned it, you said it yourself. He's coming back off an injury. He's fresh. He's healthy. He's plus 200 to score anytime touchdown tomorrow. Mm. I really like that bet. I think that's a great number. But I expect a big game out of him. I expect a big postseason out of him. He could be the kind of guy who emerges from, you know, not necessarily from obscurity, but he's the kind of difference maker that can come back from an injury. The the eyes are all focused on Derrick Henry coming off the IR, but uh, Cam Akers is, is the same type of impact running back that can make a difference in these playoffs. Well, this year's playoff Lenny, for like it was for the Bucks last year, it could be playoff Cam uh, for the Rams this season. Yeah, I kind of like it, plus 650 to win the NFC. Uh, now you're looking at, let, let me talk, you mentioned Derrick Henry. The Titans now at home against the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati, they, you know, should have blown out the Raiders. Uh, you know, the field goal game just, you can't keep getting field goals and expect to win playoff games on the road. So if they can convert some of those red zone opportunities into touchdowns against Tennessee, I think they're live. Ultimately, can, in your opinion, they go into Nashville and come away with a win? I think if you like Tennessee, you should grab the three early. But tomorrow it's going to. You could wait a little bit for that that Tennessee money to come in. Obviously, three and a half pop. You might even see it get to four, and then you can come in on the Bengals and get the best number there. If you think uh, think they're going to uh, they're going to be live in Tennessee, would you take some of these underdogs though on the money line outright? Uh, just knowing the history and the success of underdogs in the playoffs, as opposed to just covering the spread, just take them on the money line to win outright. Now you're talking about next weekend, yeah. I think I think you have to isolate particular situations you think are advantageous for the dogs, like the Bills or uh, the 49ers against the Packers. Um, I think both of those would be good plays to uh, at the dogs. But no, I would wouldn't necessarily take them outright. I don't I don't love the Bengals in this spot. I think I think the Bengals kind of got lucky in a. Uh, a tired, uh, tired Raiders team for the yep. second time. Um, I think, I think when you really see the intensity get turned up in the, the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, I would agree with that. Jason, I appreciate the time. Have fun at the game, man. Enjoy it. And uh, for your sake, you know, if the Rams win, then uh, you'll have a good time moving forward to next weekend. Thanks so much, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Good luck next weekend. Should be fun. There he is, uh, Jason Weingarten, the wide world of Weingarten. Uh, catch it on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts from as well. Follow him on Twitter at Spreadopedia. Uh, I think there's interesting value there on the Rams. It's something that I talked about earlier. Ultimately, the question that you have to ask yourself, though, is that, you know, are they going to win on the road? 
forget about Monday night, which they might not even escape. They might even win here on Monday night. I think they do. But can they then go to Tampa and win and then go to Lambeau and win? I'm Scott Sadenberg. It's The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. We have a new prop tracker now available on vcin.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head to vcin.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at vcin.com slash NFL. Scott Sadenberg here with you. It is the look ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. Let's think about the future market here and see if it makes sense. And if you are getting value on, let's say, the LA Rams. The Rams are plus 650 to win the NFC. Plus 650 to win the NFC. That would mean that they have to win Monday night against the Cardinals, then win next week at Tampa Bay, and then win on Championship Sunday, likely at Lambeau. Or, I mean, there's a chance that if the 49ers beat the Green Bay Packers, then they're actually hosting the game. But anyway, it's plus 650. So a $100 wager wins $650. Let's see if it makes sense. A $100 wager on the Rams on the money line against the Cardinals would net you about $53 profit. So then, let's take that $53 profit and bet them on the money line at the Bucks, which is probably going to be around plus $150. So, that $53 bet pays out $132.50. So then you take that 132.50 and you bet it the next week uh, against um, the Packers on the road, which they'll probably again be a plus 150 underdog. 
Well, that payout is $331.25. 331.25, if we're doing the math, plus your $132.50. Well, actually, that's actually even throwing in, counting in your $132.50. So $331.25 is much less than plus $650. That's the point I'm trying to make here. So yes, you're actually getting better odds at plus 650 than you are if you bet them on the money line to win these next three games. Because in this first game, it's minus 190. So your initial $100 bet nets you 152.63. So even if you just say, let's take that, oh, it's one that 152.63. This is how you figure it out. My bad. So you take the 152.63. 152. Let's just round up to 153. Now that payout is 382.50. And then you do 383. Actually, yeah, never mind. My bad. You're better off betting them on the money line and rolling over your winnings every week because your $100 bet is now plus 950 as opposed to plus 650. That's the point. If you think the Rams are going to win, the NFC, instead of taking that plus 650 future, just bet them on the money line in every game. And what you could actually do when they're underdogs, if you don't want to get that higher payout, let's say you, you want to hedge off of it, well, you could hedge off of it by simply playing them plus the points in the NFC championship game. Then you got a chance for like a middle, you know? So I think, yeah, bet them on the money line in each game. You're getting a higher payout if you roll over your winnings than plus 650. Now, it's not the same for, like, a favorite. Like, the Tampa Bay Bucks are plus 200 to win the NFC. They're, they're going to be favored in the next week's game against the Rams or the Cardinals. They'll be favored. And then... Depending on the outcome of the 49ers Packers, if they go to Lambeau, they're going to be a plus 150 underdog. If they have if they if they host the game against the 49ers, they're going to be favored in that game. So let's say they are a minus 160 minus 170 favorite next week. Okay? You take hundred dollars, you bet it at minus 170. You're winning uh, $58, okay? So then you take your 158 and you bet it on plus 150 and you get 395. Again, so then you're better off playing them on the money line on both games. Just roll over your money line bet. This is what you have to do on all future bets. When you see a number, think about the correlated bets and think about what has to happen 
for that future to come in. Like the only way that the Rams win the NFC, obviously, is by winning against the Cardinals, against the Bucks, and then against the winner of the Packers and 49ers. If you just bet them to win each of those games by starting with your initial $100 bet and then continuing to wager all of your money so that your initial investment is only that $100. At the end, instead of getting back 650 with the Rams case, you're getting back nine and change. For the Bucks, for your initial $100 investment, instead of getting back 200, you're actually getting back three and change. Now, I think it would change, obviously, if the Bucks are at home against the 49ers, they would probably be a minus 150 favorite any in that one as well. So in, if that's the case, you can get slightly different odds. Like for the Packers, Packers are plus 160. The Packers are minus 210 in the next week's game against the 49ers. So your initial $100 investment is only going to net you $47. So you take your $47 now, and you wager that on the Packers in the NFC Championship game, and let's say it's against, I don't know. If you want to make it against the um, Bucks, let's just go with minus 135, Okay. If you take your 148, you pay out plus 257. Your initial $100 investment wins more. If you just take them on the money line and then take them on the money line again, it's not attractive because you're. it's not plus money. But if you, like I said, if you wager $100 on the Packers to win the NFC, that $100 bet, is going to get you a payout of you win 160. So $100 gets you $260 in your in your wallet, okay? $260 in your wallet. But let's go back to the individual games. If it's a $100 bet on the Packers next week, you now have $148 in your wallet. Then you take that $148 from your wallet and you bet them at, let's say, minus 170. That $148 in your wallet is $236. So slightly less than the 260 that you would have. But that's if they're a minus 170 favorite in the NFC Championship game. And if it's the Bucks, it's probably more likely to be 135 as the money line, and that would pay out the 160. So it, it's all dependent on who they play, but then again, the number changes every week. So you got to do your own calculations and think about who they're going to play moving forward. Do that with every future bet that you want to make, and you'll find some numbers have value, other numbers don't. In the case of the Rams, 
plus 650 doesn't have the value because you could actually make more money. You'd make about $200 more if you just bet them on the money line rolling it over. Do the math, you'll come out ahead. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's The Look Ahead. You're on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.